The Notary's Unsealed podcast is brought to you by the Georgia Notary Network and Captivated Notary Marketing Solutions. Coming up on this episode. There's a lot of people who have great talents. You know, there's a group of people that has all the talent in the world, but, you know, they are too afraid to execute. They're too afraid of taking the next step. They don't want the blame for them not succeeding or it not coming out the way they thought. Be on them. Be on them. Be on them. Real smooth this time. We know the reason sealed. Uh huh. This my everyday life. Yeah. We know the reason sealed. Ooh. Every day I hustle out here living it right. Let's go. We know the reason sealed. Put the stamp down. It's time in front of the mic. Here we go. Took the game over. We yeah. home now. We soldiers. Griff, Matherin, and Q. The podcast. You can't hold us. Y'all heard the word. Y'all heard the word. All right. All right. Part of people. That's right. You got my voice starting some things off here. And you got me and Matherin oh, yeah. together tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just okay. <laughs> I know last week you guys had Q and Griff, but hey, look, we are not trying to play games with you guys. You know, we're just making yeah. sure that we are being consistent with, you know, giving you guys weekly knowledge. And no matter, you know, how it is that we always going to be here. <laughs> that's right that's right so you taking a quick little break and um and and he's also putting together something special for my youtube members um some training so if you're i'm not even gonna mention it just yet but he's putting together some training i mentioned it to the members they're excited about it so if you're a member look at the community tab on youtube and you'll see everything you need to know about what's going down and um i'm excited about that don't know exactly when we're going to do it plus the training is free and um but we're going to get together this upcoming weekend me and him will figure figure all of that out and um get everybody up to par on some stuff so where you say a free training a free training yeah oh man it's hard to come by nowadays with free training the way folks mm-hmm. are charging <laughs> No, I know, man. People are um, charging for everything out there nowadays. I know they charging just. A, you want to hear somebody breathe? They charge. You know I mean, it's like, <laughs> can you tell me what kind of pen you got? Well, that's gonna be five dollars for me to divulge that information because it's highly classified. Highly classified. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell you that what pen I got, you know, and, and everything. Well, can you send me a link to your Amazon store? Okay, it's gonna be twenty dollars because you know, it takes time for me to. Log on to my computer and send you the link. You I know, people I know, right? Are desperate, man. <laughs> yes, they yeah. are. They are. They're extremely, extremely desperate nowadays. But so we, like, we see how it is. And then I'm just glad the fact that you and, um, you know, Q is putting together a training. I think whatever training it is, it's going to be well received. And I hope you yeah. guys, you know, definitely tune in for that. Yeah. So how's your week been, man? Man, the week been the week been good, man. Look, I very few um, you know, notary appointments, but you know, I just been, you know, busy focusing on on real estate. We've been, you know, generating some leads, you know, between the VA and myself and I had somebody down there in North Carolina that's going out to um check out the properties. We are also into land, just like I was th- I was telling you about that land deals that, you know, that we are considering right now. But beside that, everything's good. 
Last week, I was able to complete the apostille, the federal apostille that I did, I want to say maybe six weeks ago. When, right. when I submitted to the U.S. Department of State, they had told me it takes nearly from anywhere from six to 12 weeks. So I was able to get it on, on the six, six weeks. So right. that is not bad. It's very easy. It's not as complicated as I thought it was. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to Corey Bland. She was the one who assisted me with it when I first got it. So she kind of walked me through it and I just, you know, took action with that information. Then we are all set. Cool, man. Cool. That's good. Yeah. Things been pretty chill for me this week. You know, um, well, last week, actually, you know, I did um, 18 signings. Um, didn't feel like it, but then at the same time, it sort of did. <laughs> um, I had to put out a video um talking about a struggle that I had with the signing company, well, really the title company. It was a title company telling me that I didn't need to do my due diligence in verifying the um, signer's identity because they wanted them to sign in two different names. Mm -hmm. And it was a name they hadn't used in maybe 20, 30 years, probably 30, 40 years. Oh, wow. Because because the the original name that was on the deed, they don't go by anymore because they married understood that and they was hot with me you know <laughs> so i had to i had to do a video about that you know letting people know hey this is one of the ways you can deal with that and here's what you may have to be faced with dealing with these companies you know they talking about well we did our due diligence so other notaries accept what we did and i'm like i hear what you're saying but guess mm-hmm. what you didn't tell me that you had done any due diligence so how can i accept something that you did when I don't know what you did. I didn't even know this existed until I got the documents. So that's a, that's that right there. Mm-mm. If if this is the way y'all operate, no notary knows about that going in. So you're not, if you didn't tell me what you did to verify their identity, I know you didn't tell them, yeah. you know, so they weren't too happy with me. So I probably, <laughs> yeah. Else from them. <laughs> yeah, they ask you out. <laughs> you mm-hmm. actually, you actually way too many questions. They probably like, who the heck you think he is? Like, what kind of? <laughs> I know. Hey, but, you know, um, so so if they haven't used the name in such a long time, why they had it on the document? I guess that's what because I was. Because it was the original on the deed. That was the original name on the deed, and and the, what the title company did was correct. Because the person who, if their name is Jane Smith on the deed, uh-huh. but now they're Jane Cochran, well, they have to sign Jane Smith, also known as Jane Cochran or Jane Cochran, formerly known as Jane Smith. I see. That's the way they want them to do it. I get that. But state law requires that I verify their identity of the signature that I'm notarizing. Because the title company is verifying identity, making sure that this here is this person. Now the title company apparently they just go by what's on a on like a birth certificate yeah. or marriage certificate. So they may have them bring in both. You know, show me your original birth certificate. Oh, you were Jane Cochran, and now your marriage certificate says you're Jane Smith, mm. or vice versa, whatever the case may be. Okay. The issue is notaries can't do that. Well, at least in Virginia, maybe somewhere else. Yeah. But in Virginia, 
that doesn't fall into play with us. We have to do it a different way. We got to see the ID, this, that, and the other, as I outlined in the video. And they was like, well, nobody else does it. You know, the other notaries that we called in Virginia to talk to them about this. I'm like, calling them and talking to them about what we're dealing with ain't going to do you no good. Yeah, not at you all. You know, <laughs> what they needed to do was call the NNA. Yep. See, they called another notary. They need to call the NNA. You called the NNA, the NNA would have set them straight and been like, no. And this is a thing that I think the NNA should, it should be mandatory that if you are a signing company, title company, and you're using the NNA certified notary, you got to call the NNA when there's a, um, when there's an issue concerning the law and whether or not a notary is doing what they're supposed to be doing according with that state law. Exactly. I think that I think the NNA should step up and be a part of that discussion and everything. But wow. outside of that little issue, everything else went smooth this week. Got everything done. Had one on Saturday. And um, it's been good. So I've been doing some pivoting and adjusting, um, paying attention to what's going on in the market. Uh -huh. um, things are changing. And that's sort of like, you know, part of the topics that we're going to talk about. We're going to try to hit a few different little topics. Um, so, like, the first thing we're going to talk about is planning slash preparing for this recession. Yeah. And that comes in many different facets. Yes, um, it does. So, so, Matthew, so what are some of the things that you're looking at doing when it comes to this recession, just from a family? Not even talking about business <laughs> yet. Just from your family standpoint. Man, look. <laughs> my mind went straight to business because I was like, man, there's going to be a lot of opportunities out there. <laughs> I know. Right. You got to first make sure the family's straight. <laughs> no, nah, you are absolutely right. Absolutely right. And then, you know, I feel like, you know, even though we are facing, you know, there will be a recession. I know a lot of people have not accepted, but it's always, you know, it's always right for you to start planning ahead. Um, maybe one of the first few things that, you know, I will be considering as far as budgeting, you know, making sure that, you know, we are prepared for an emergency, right. uh, making sure that, you know, we have a separate account, you know, one for, you know, as far as for, for bills and expenses, a saving account and an emergency fund, because, you know, when, once a recession hits, you never know what's going to happen. I want to say, you know, if we go back to maybe when we had the whole um, pandemic thing a couple of years ago, when you had to go to the supermarket, you were only allowed to buy a limited amount of supplies. So maybe, you know, ahead of time, start buying stuff in bulk, whether you go to, whether you go to Sam's Club, I don't know if Sam's Club's still open. It's still open. Okay. I guess I just got some stuff for the other day. Yeah, whether you go to Sam's, whether you go to BJ, so start buying, you know, some supplies ahead of time, you know, just the basic everyday things like, you know, as far as paper towels, um, toilet paper was a big issue during, uh, during COVID. So, oh yeah, that's what I bought today. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> so that was a huge issue. I remember going to the store, waiting out in line for at least an hour before I can get in. Then they had a limit. Okay, if you buy, you can only buy two of this, and then and then you got to come back the next day. So, budgeting, making sure your finances are in order. And, you know, start start cutting back on things that you don't need now, because, 
you know, even though we, you know, some of us are running a business and still working a W2, we still find a way to spend, to overspend. Like, and, and I'm not saying like, as you know, when I say overspend, I'm talking about stuff that adds up over a period of time. I'm not saying you're going out and spend two or $300 on just random items, but if you don't need that coffee in the morning, if you if there's no reason for you to go to Starbucks seven days a week, like cut, you know, seven, eight dollars a pop, seven, eight dollars a pop. Look, man, at least cut it back, maybe two. Like if you're such a huge Starbucks fan, cut it back at least two to three. But, you know, you have to look at, OK, um, go over your expenses the last 30 days to see what what item you purchase that you could live without. I guarantee you there's going to be a lot of miscellaneous items in there. When you're thinking about it, it's like, okay, I could have went without it. So you, budgeting is key for me. And, you know, as far as making sure that, you know, we have everything that we need in the home. And one thing yeah, I do, oh yeah, the, the, the thing I be doing with the food, um, look, order water oh man look when i go to the store right <laughs> like that's a weekly basis i i get anywhere from six to eight cases of water and i think yesterday i got 16 jugs and i got i walked out with six cases and they're looking at me like what are you doing i'm like that's my weekly that's my weekly shopping every time the manager knows every time i'm in he's like, oh he's mm-hmm. a water guy <laughs> because yeah. i'm in here all the time because i try to avoid using or tap water by any means necessary yeah and see one of the things we have um it's a it's by procter and gamble excuse me they have this stuff that you can pour into contaminated water and clean it out oh really so uh, yeah so Man. yeah, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> yeah and then i have some containers i got these two bpa free containers that uh-huh. hold six gallons of water so i got 12 gallons of water that's just stored you know that if i need to use it i got a huge seven day deep cooler i mean um deep sea um, cooler yep that if you put ice in it that ice will stay in there for at least four out of the seven days so i'm doing a lot of things now here's something that i i did took a chance and i got i wound up getting a sam's card yeah so now <laughs> now what i did I didn't realize that the Sam's card was only for Sam's Club. <laughs> so I'm sitting here trying to buy something. I said, I'm going to do this. And he's like, you want? And I'm like, oh, this is only for Sam's card. Yeah. But with that Sam's card, once it's connected to your account, you can order whatever you need when they bring it to you. So having that kind of money available is that I think my limit is fifteen hundred bucks. OK. So if I need like today, I needed toilet paper. Went online, ordered it, drove up. They threw it in the back of the car. Um, I need gas. I go over there. You can, and I like it now. They got the little barcode thing. Scan it, and then you can pay for it on that Sam's Club card. So, what? <laughs> Where oh, have yeah. I been? <laughs> yeah. So the card is connected to your account, and um, and I'm a Plus member also, so I get a good deal on the gas. You will um, be a Plus I, member. You will be a yeah. Plus member, Griff. Oh yeah, and if I need um, what else? Oh, and then the shipping, and shipping for Plus members is free. So if I need something shipped to me, um, all of that. I mean, having that Sam's card is cool because 
you can do scan and go so you don't even have to go to the through the checkout line you just yeah. grab your stuff scan it while you're there and i was like okay so this is that's like my recession thing so mm. if i if something comes up i know if i need to get something pretty quick like and if money's tight yeah i got at least fifteen hundred dollars <laughs> <laughs> available to me to get food and to get gas. Yep. And I know sense. I can get unless Sam's Club run out of something. Other than that, I know I can get stuff or I can order it online and all of that. But you know, preparing for the recession is more so like a mind shift, man. You know, you might have to change your eating, you might have to change your drinking from all that alcohol, just being straight <laughs> with folk. Yeah. And can't hit that beer and all this, that and the other subscription services. All of those things may have to change, you know, and and it's really I'm looking at changing a lot of different things so that it will support the business. You know, mm-hmm. me and the wife have been talking and having discussions, making some plans, making sure we got money set aside, making sure things are caught up. You know, like I was talking to my older son today. Um, I was like, OK, looked at his car. I was like, you need some new tires. Go out and price it. Let me know what you find out. I'm going to also yeah. look at you know um whatever the case may be um like we had to pay property tax we paid you know we told him said don't worry about it we went on to pay the property tax for him for his car since my name is also on it okay and everything so it's just really looking at okay here's things that we need to have together all changes are done the car maintenance is straight all of that stuff so now I can go out here and do business because you don't want to be ripping and running and then boom, everything collapse on you. Yeah. You, know, you can't drive, you can't go anywhere because your car broke down, this, that, and the other. So that's you know some of the stuff that I'm doing to prepare, but mainly just making sure we have the money that we need, excuse me, so that as I'm also looking at the market, which is one of the other topics, is recognizing the shift in the market. Mm-hmm. You know, where is the market going right now? So looking at this year, I've done more. I've done almost as many um, purchases and sales between for the first five months as much as I did the whole last year. Oh, so, wow. I mean, so I see the shift and I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I don't see as many refis. I don't see as many loan modifications, but I'm seeing a lot more HELOCs. I'm seeing a lot more, um, I'm seeing maybe a few debt settlements here and there, but right now it's a lot of um, purchases, sales, Mm -hmm. and HELOCs. So I'm hopping on them. Now in my area for what one of the companies I deal with, $50 HELOCs. So I'm just shifting with it and doing as many as I can excuse me as many as i can no questions asked unless it's something way way out yeah you know but if not i'm recognizing the scene what's happening in my area so just like as you real estate guy you know real estate is local so as in the notary aspect you got to figure out what's going on in your local area yeah and then adjust to it so i've also had to adjust where now when I'm doing my purchases, I'm actually sitting in there with real estate agents. Oh, really? And the way that I'm, yeah. So what I'm doing is, um, 
with the real estate agents, what I'm doing is at the end of the closing, I go and give them my card and I let them know. I said, look, the number one thing that I'm trying to do is help you to expand your business by being able to let you know that if you need a notary to go out and take, do a closing for you, when the title company can't go out or won't have anybody to come to them, I got you covered. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to get them to think. So there's a shift now where the, the real estate agents, they're trying to expand their reach beyond just that city. Yeah. So they might have to go out into like Suffolk, Franklin, Virginia, things of that nature. And they need to know that there's somebody who can be there for them. Mm. And that's what I'm doing. I'm letting them know, hey, I got you. And then most importantly, since I do Ron, I'm letting them know that I know you deal with a lot of military members. Just keep in mind that if you have a military member that's overseas that needs something done, I can do that. And I don't have a problem being with them at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Because and they're like, oh, OK. Yeah. Because well, most, because most notaries are not doing that. Correct. They're not doing that, but even though they hear this, and the reason why I can share this because I already know, even though I'm sharing this, average notice still not going to do it. No, they're going to be like, "Nah, I ain't getting up at no two in the morning. I don't care how much you paying me." Gotcha. <laughs> While you sleep, Griff will be up doing what he need to do. Yeah, but but they the man one who be out on a Friday night and Saturday night up at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, they'll be up. They'll oh, be yeah, up they'll at the party, party at this time. But, you're, mm -hmm. but they won't be closing, conducting no closing at two in the morning. <laughs> yeah. So, so for me, what I've been seeing in my local area, the market is shifting to doing more purchases and sales. Mm -hmm. That's what I've been seeing. I think, matter of fact, um, this week, the first day of the week, Monday, I had three, had one purchase, no, two purchases and one sale. Wow. You know, starting <laughs> the week off, you know, um, so it's just more and more and more. Now, have I been doing some refis? Yeah, but I've been seeing the refis. People have been refining their house at seven, eight, and nine percent. For whatever reason, they, they, they got to, they doing it. And I'm like, all right, cool. You know, it's not my concern. If that's what you, that's what you have to do, no problem. I'm seeing people doing cash out refis on investment properties at 11%. Mm. Well, they're pulling out, they're pulling out almost a hundred grand. Yeah. There was this guy that I follow um, on Instagram that, you know, me, me, me and him been friend over the years. He was talking about, he, he's also a real estate investor down in Connecticut. And he was mm -hmm. talking about in regards to interest rate, like to him, it doesn't matter how high the interest rate is, as long as the deal makes sense. If he feel right. like he's able to, you know, if he's able to go in, fix, you know, fix up the property and still able to make a profit, um, he does. He's not really looking into, you know, what the interest rate is at that time, because he knows if I get this at a fair price, I can always make my money back and refi at a lower rate. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's one thing that you know when, when I was watching his live the other day, I'm like, you know, that kind of makes sense. I know maybe for the first time home buyers, you know, they might be looking at the interest rate as a negative, but for experienced real estate investors like him, you know, 
he doesn't care about it as long as the purchase price makes sense. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. So now what's some of the trends you've been seeing in your area for us, the market shifting? Um, as far as man, look, as far as my well, area, the notary <laughs> and real estate. Yeah, as far as my area, I have been seeing, you know, in regard to real estate, I have been seeing a lot of um, just based off what the agent that I know are doing. A lot of agents, they, they, they have a lot of there's a lot of new listing within my area. I know the other day I pull up on Zillow, the amount of properties that was available that was listed within my area has increased the past two months. What I'm seeing on Zillow right now, it was probably half of it. So there has been an increase as far as properties okay. being listed. And, you know, in my specific area, I'm seeing properties are being listed at a higher rate as far as five, six hundred thousand dollars. It's kind of bring me back to doing the whole pandemic when everybody was trying to right. sell the house. And another mm -hmm. reason what that's happening, they are adding there's going to be a train that's connecting my area to Boston. So now everybody is either if you've been here for a while, if you're looking to cash out, everybody's listing their property that's closest to the proposed train station. So those houses are listing way above, way above market value. Because well, I guess this must be walking distance or something. Yes, walking distance, you know, to the proposed train station and a lot of older, as far as, you know, cause I'm in a, there's a lot of Portuguese as far as where I'm at. And there was this mm -hmm. guy who sold his entire portfolio, right? When he knows the trend was coming. So he ended up selling over, like over 70 units. Wow. Yeah, he sold it. He said he's going back to Portugal. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like, he knows, uh, it's like, it's like he, like, it's cause he, in his mind, he wanted to, get the best that he can and he ended up selling everything because me and my wife was looking at a couple of properties that he, he mm -hmm. was selling he had two houses in one lot and he, he i think he had access maybe six or seven hundred thousand dollars for it and and he was not interested in doing any seller finances or anything like that so he was like i'm selling i'm moving back to my country so you know he definitely definitely capitalized on everything that's going on the shift that's happening he was able to get all his money back plus more and as far as the notary i have been getting a lot of notification for death settlement um i haven't seen much on refi i haven't seen much on helocs it's uh, but this week alone i think i've gotten over 10 death settlement um but I was not able to do most of them based on the timing and the location. You know, that's another thing. You know, I, I'm, I'm still factoring in the location based on the cost. It's like over an hour for $30. It doesn't make sense for me. <laughs> you see what I mean? I, I feel you on that. So, yes, yeah. yeah, man, I mean, in and of itself, the debt settlement don't take that long. But if you got to drive an hour, hour and a half to it, it's like, come on, people. You know? Yeah, it's not worth and it. I mean, <laughs> and I think they, they can make the money. They're going to make the money. So if they had to pay me 150 to go do it, which is a little high per se because of the level of effort that you actually have to do once you get there, maybe three notarizations at the most. Okay. 17 pages, 
or might even be 30 pages or something like that. But if you want the deal done and you don't have a notary over there, then you need to just make this one-time payment, get it done. Exactly. And everything. So, and, and then like one of the other, like the topic you said you had was about executing or die hoping. I found that interesting. (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, not just not just business, just in life, Griff. One thing I've come to find out, you know, I, you know that I've realized over the years, there's a lot of people have great talents. You know, a lot. You know, there's a group of people that has all the talent in the world, but you know, they are too afraid to execute. They're too afraid of taking the next step. But they're the same one that's hoping for the best. It's like, man, I know I wish I can do this. I wish I can do that. Oh, I hope things were better. I hope things goes this way. But you have all the tools. You just have to figure out how to put it all together and just, you know, take action. You know, um, I think within our community, that's something that kind of lacks, you know, as far as more people taking action. Those who are taking action are usually scamming, but you have a very few <laughs> we have a yeah. very few, true. you know, very few individuals that, you know, they have what it takes to be successful, but I feel like they are not willing to execute what they know because they feel like they still need more information. They feel like they need someone else approval. They feel like they, um, you know, they need to, you know, run it by multiple people before they even take the step. So it's like, are you going to execute what you need to do or are you just going to die hoping that someone come along and try to help you with it? But, you know, that's why, you know, I wanted to bring that up because I see it happen a lot. And I know we talked about it like in the past as far as, you know, not getting stuck in a, a analysis paralysis mode. But just sitting around. Yeah. But it's, it's not something that's easy. Stuff. Yeah, so it's not something that's easy for most people. So I don't know, you know, what do you think about it as far as people not wanting to execute? But then again, they're still hoping to reach their goals, but they're not executing. (laughs) I think a lot of people are just afraid of failure. They don't want the blame for them not succeeding or it not coming out the way they thought be on them. Mm-hmm. They wanted to be on somebody else. So they've done the research, studied this, that, and the other. And now the opportunity comes and they find a reason to say no to the opportunity because they think or they might know that they're missing some critical information to be successful in the execution of it. So I'm going to come up with some reason why I can't do this. But well, that's just too far. I mean, gas is a dollar and i mean what's wrong with you you know (laughs) they're gonna come up with some reason to say i can't do it and then they're going but they want the results they want the benefits they want all that comes from something being completely completed they just don't want people want to do it in case it fails and because there's this uncertainty as to whether what you're trying to do is going to really be successful some people just they just not there so they analyze it and they come up with every single possibility of failure and they say well i ain't gonna do it but i want to be sure 
and they just wanted guaranteed that if they stepped out of that house with their notary bag everything is going to be fine yeah well, and that's not necessarily the case so they sit back on the sideline not doing anything and then you have that one person that don't know even a quarter of what that person who's not doing anything knows except the only thing that person knows that I at least need to try mm-hmm. and then they go out there they make themselves available they execute what they can to the best of their ability and happen to get it right and now other orders and other opportunities are coming to them and then you're sitting on the sideline fussing and complaining about why they won't pick me yeah well they tried to pick you but you didn't allow them to pick you because you came up with some excuse as to why you can't do this order and yeah. it wasn't legit yeah you're right you're right you're right um and yeah and i've seen it griff you know like i've seen people that has like all the talent in the world you know whether it's my personal life you know other people that i've known from back when i used to live in florida like i've like i known guys like for example let's say you know guys i play football with i know guys who could have made it to the league but they feel like because they had the natural talent, they didn't have to work hard enough for it. Then you had that one guy that used to be on the bench that comes up and put in the hard work and he made it to college and he made it to the pros. And the guys that everybody around the neighborhood knew that could have made it to the pros didn't because he, you know, he just didn't want to execute. He just, he feel like, you know, I know enough, but at the same time, I'm not going like above and beyond just to prove to myself or just to prove to everyone else that I can do it. It's like that movie. I don't know if you've seen Friday Night Lights, like the like the old mm-hmm. one with Booby Miles. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he had all the talent. He had all the talent in the world. But you know, he you know, you know, he was at some point of the movie he was selfish. You know, um I I don't know if you remember the scene where they were in the weight room and one of his teammates asked him if he was gonna lift weights he was like no this guy this is god given (laughs) (laughs) you know it's like i have the you know you have you have what it takes but regardless regardless if you have a god-given talent you still have to go out there and execute can't just be hoping okay i'm hoping i'm gonna win the championship i'm hoping i'm gonna you know have a successful business i'm hoping i'm going to have successful marriage or whatever you know you have to execute and take the necessary step that's required for you to get to the next level yeah and a lot of people you know i get it and if you've been a w2 your whole life you just have not been in the position to really really think and you can have somebody who's a manager of a business or whatever the regional district manager but when it comes to business it's all on you you Mm -hmm. know so i i I feel you on that and it's a lot of talented people that just won't do the work ethic they won't put into it and they just keep coming up with excuses as to why they can't do it you know so i mean I don't know what to say, you know, but that leads us into the other topic about adjusting your marketing strategy to fit the change in industry. Yeah. So, and and now here's the other thing that goes back to the other topic about analysis paralysis. They've made an analysis to see that, oh, okay, well, here's what the market looks like 
October 2022. Mm -hmm. Here it is in May 2023, and they're still operating off of the old analysis that they did. Yep. And they realize that it's not going to work with what they got now. And they don't adjust. They don't change their marketing. They don't realize. I mean, because before I wasn't really talking to real estate agents, but now I am. So mm -hmm. I had to change my marketing strategy and say, hey, and I would talk to them from a different perspective. Uh, here's how you can get help from me. So now I don't even talk about, do you have work? I strictly talk about how I can benefit them. Using me can benefit you in these ways. And it's getting them to see that, oh, okay. So when you have these other notaries who come up talking about money, 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 they're not really talking about how they can benefit that person. They're going to remember the conversation that they, they had with me because it's a comparison to what they're hearing now. And it's like, okay, all you're talking about is you want me, the real estate agent, to find you work. But you're not really talking to me about what you can do to help me grow my business and my brand. Yeah. And 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 that's a different way of looking at things, but that's how I'm approaching it. And now has anybody, you know, taken debate? No. But it has them thinking. It's like, okay. And I tell them, I say, even if I don't do the closing, I can do power of attorneys, because sometimes your military members need one. And this is something that everybody needs to realize is that sometimes the title company won't accept the emboss seal that the Navy puts on there for the notary stamp. Mm -hmm. They wanted the ink stamp. Yep. And most in the military stuff, they just emboss it and it's, and it's valid. But the title company or the lender wants photographically reproduced. So that's how I end up hopping on Ron with them to do that. And everything so you gotta adjust your marketing strategy once you see things are shifting um reaching out to the to the developments to let them know hey if you need help and really it's if you can let them know that hey i'm here to help you when your client can't get here yep <laughs> that's all <laughs> i can go out to them give me the closing documents and i go out there get them signed and if you want i can scan them back too and they're like, hey, I didn't even think about that. That'd be great. So you just separated yourself from the other notaries. Now you said, well, what if all the notaries in my area hear what you're saying, Griffin, Matherin, and go do it? Okay, well, they can, on the external, do that. But the internal part of doing the business, which is the actual notarizations, they may not be good at that. But if you're good at that and you can meet the need of um, dropping docs off, you know, like they want and getting things scanned and all of that. You're going to set yourself apart from them. Yeah. All well, day, right. every day. So you have to find, you know, when you, the easiest way to learn to adjust your strategy is finding out what people are in need of. Yeah, I need a notary, but I need the notary to be available from seven. Okay, now I need to let people know, hey, if you need a notary after 7 p.m., I'm the person you can call. But if that's not in your marketing strategy, even though you may have um, it in there saying that you're 24 hours a day, sometimes you still need to be specific and say, I'm available at this time, especially if you see a pattern of that going on. Mm -hmm. That's what I and that's some of the stuff that I try to do in my marketing. 
Now, by far, I am no marketing genius guru. I'm going to be working with Q on doing stuff for my local community with the Facebook and all that stuff. But the little that I do know is convince them that I, I'm there for them. Yeah. And if they know that you're there for them, they have no reason not to give you a shot when the opportunity comes. Yeah, nah, you you know you're absolutely right, and I, I've had success in the past with working with local real estate agents. You know where <clears throat> I think at one point I was on speed dial for them. <laughs> it's like every time there yeah. was a closing that was happening, or they needed some documents dropped off, or or if the realtor needed me to go meet them at the clients. There's a couple houses within the area when I when I drive by them i remember going in there you know like new built because right. you know the agent you know they were doing a closing the there was one one in particular i remember this the new build because i drive by it all the time and every time i drive by it my son always said, oh that's a nice house i'm like yeah i've been in there <laughs> so mm-hmm. and then i always you know get to tell him okay this is how i was in there but you know just like you say griff you have to reach out to those local agents and another i think another um marketing strategy people can do especially the notary reach out to the estate planning attorneys not the people that study you to create estate planning documents reach out to the actual attorneys because most of the time they clients are in the nursing home at the hospital they at a, um, a rehab center or sometimes they might be um at home um and hospice at home so if the attorney if if the attorney have multiple clients and multiple nursing home or hospitals throughout throughout your county most of the time that attorney do not have the time to go there to each client so you can Mm -hmm. always reach out to them and just like we say explain to them how you can benefit how they can benefit from your service not just right Okay, you give know, me work. give me work. <laughs> yeah, because, so I mean, don't, don't approach it like it, that. Yeah, because when you think about it, when you go there and say, hey, do y'all have any work for me? You're, you're essentially saying, hey, go in the back and find out, dude, is there some work that I can do? Mm-hmm. I'm busy doing my regular job. I ain't got time to be sitting here trying to figure out, is there a job for you? But if you go in there and say, hey, how you doing? I'm Stephen Griffin, Griffin Notary Services. I just wanted to give you my card, let you know that if you're ever in need of my services, because you know they're going to have daggone work at some yeah. point in time. So do they have it at that moment? Do they have it for tomorrow? Maybe not. Yeah. But when you're in a, when you're in need of a mobile notary to go take care of your clients, feel free to give me a call so that we can work out a time that I can get over there and take care of them. At no time am I even talking about money because I'm I'm I have enough confidence to believe. And if they're in, if they're in deep need, they're gonna pay me just oh, fine. Oh yeah, <laughs> trust me, they are gonna pay you because you know it's the difference between okay, pay you one fifty or them making two or three thousand dollars. They're gonna pay you that one fifty. Yeah, if, if that's what you want. <laughs> and then I tell them all the time, and, it, and you know, and if they say to try to get me to talk about price, I say, look. I have full confidence that y'all going to pay me fair. I don't think y'all going to sit here and have me doing something <clears throat> for $60 or $50. Now, will I leave the house for 60? Yeah. But I use it as a way to just let them know. Just say, look, I don't think y'all going to sit here 
and be paying me some low fee. And even if you don't want to see a dollar amount, I literally said, I don't think y'all, I, I, I have full confidence that y'all are an upright company or else I wouldn't be here. So I don't believe that y'all would do something to where y'all would pay me some super low price. Uh -huh. just to, you know, just to say, so now I'm putting it back on them. I'm putting <laughs> it on them. I'm here to do the job. That's it. <laughs> so what do you want done? <laughs> Like, nah, uh -uh. Hey, Grip just give you guys, Grip just give you guys a script right there. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, if you missed it, play it back, play it back. Grip literally just give you a script that you can use, and he didn't even charge you for it. <laughs> nah. mm -hmm. You know, that's Good. that's one of the best ways to approach it, Griff. I, you know, I, you know, I like that. You know. I'm definitely going to try that here because I haven't tried to that extent where, you know, not mentioning price and stuff like that. But I think what you just said right there is a different way to approach it. And just like you were saying, it, it kind of bring it back on them. So now they're like, OK, so we can't lowball him or, right. you know, now now they might be afraid of telling you their prices. So they so if they was going to offer you 100, they might feel like, OK, Maybe that's low. Maybe that's lowballing him. How about we right. just give him one fifty? <laughs> so it could be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and you set yourself. I mean, look, I tell people all the time. If you ask me, I tell them. I say my price is this. I'm not gonna say it because then, I, you know, people are like, oh, you trying to price fix and stuff. I'm not saying. So I got to be careful about that. Mm -hmm. But um, because people like to snitch on folk and be running to the NNA. Griff is trying to go. Um, Pollute and make and make notaries on charge. <laughs> no, I am not. I am not. But whatever price you said, you tell them if the way I, I've always said. If you ask me, I'm gonna tell you this is what my stuff is. If you don't, if you're like, well, man, that's a little high. Well, you ask me what I normally charge, and this is what I charge and get compensated for. Yes, people pay me that. Yeah. Okay. Now, what is it that you can? What fits in your budget? I don't even say afford. But sometimes when you say a four and look, we don't like when people, if we walked into a Mercedes Benz dealership and somebody insulted us, well, you know, to say, hey, um, so what is it that you can afford today? Or what you trying to say? I can't, I can't afford it. Mm -hmm. No. <clears throat> but what I do is I say fits in your budget. Or, you know, that's what I ask them. I say, what, the, what fits in your budget? And that tends to sound better to them. Then somebody saying, what can you afford? It's almost like you really don't have the money. You can't afford me. But yeah. What is your budget? What is the budget that you've set aside for doing closings? Do I fit into that or do I not? Yeah. And if I don't, is there something you can tell me to that I can learn to, you know, figure out to do to fit into that higher dollar amount? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But they have a fee structure. And I just try to work with that. Now, yep. if you're fortunate enough and blessed that you can just demand that they give you two, three hundred, then go for it. But don't make the rest of us feel bad that we can't do that. <laughs> that's that's the thing. Yeah, it is. It is. Now, nah, that's a hey, that is great. Look, guys, look, Griff. Griff later just gave you guys a whole game on how to approach this. Just um, yeah. just 
from a psychological aspect, the fact that when he said, if you fit in the budget, not what you can afford, that might be a game changer. That might not be a game changer in my area, but it might be a game changer in your area. And, and I feel yeah. like, you know, you should definitely try to implement that, especially if you are one of those notaries who's been going into this establishment saying, what can you afford? Or are you giving them your fee? And just try a new approach. And I think Grifton give you two perfect examples of how you can you can implement a new approach in your business. And if it works, let us know. You know, let let us know. But that yeah. <laughs> and that was great, man. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> well man, we've been rocking for a little bit and I think I think we covered a lot. Oh yeah. No man, look, we you know, we greatly appreciate everyone that's been supporting the podcast since day one and you know all the new listening as well like i said earlier in the beginning you know if we can't all be together we're always going to try to make sure that we are providing you guys with a weekly content and you know we do our absolute best and the numbers are showing that you guys are supporting us you know we greatly appreciate it you know it's just a matter of us trusting the process and you guys putting your trust in us to be listening on a weekly basis so that is that is key right there you know i think yeah, we you know do appreciate it yeah we greatly appreciate that <laughs> yeah so maybe so hopefully if everything works out next week all three of us will be back in the house or maybe next week i'll take off <laughs> <laughs> Hey, yeah, hey you know what? Hey, look, we look. That just tells you guys, you know, we actually we have a life. <laughs> you know, we have a life. Yeah. We have business. You know, stuff comes up. You know, we um, but we still try to make sure that, like I said, we we give you guys something on a weekly basis. You I know, know, and I, I know, and I I think that's that's something we've been doing since we started, right, Griff? I, I don't think yeah. we've missed one week yet. Mm-mm. No, no, we might, and I think this is the first time Q miss. I think I've missed one or two. You, yeah. one, or maybe, you know, maybe I think two. But other than that, we still keep it going somehow. Matter of fact, I think one time both of us missing Q. Yeah, Q. Yeah. <laughs> Q, so, Q held it down. I don't remember which episode that was, but yeah, Q definitely did that. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, so. So all three of us are capable of holding it down either, you know, individually or collectively or in a group of two or a group of three, you know. So other than that, I mean, we look, we appreciate y'all and we just want to see y'all succeed. We want y'all yeah. to start thinking like business owners, thinking from a bigger, wider perspective. Um, when you get a chance, check out my community tab. I've been posting videos up there. Um from different YouTubers talking about the economy and everything. And you need to start getting your mind changed so that you can adjust to what's going down. <clears throat> if you don't, you're going to still be thinking 19. Well, you're going to be still thinking 2020 and <laughs> 2023, 2024. Really right now, you need to be thinking about what you're going to do in 2024. Yeah, now nah, you're right. So, so you're already in 2023. Yeah, pretty much. Is, what's, what are you prepared to sacrifice to do in 2024? Yeah, now nah, you're that's right. That's what you got to start planning. And that's what I, I mean, that's what really what I'm looking at now is, you know, doing what I got to do. Yeah, because that's coming. So, Griff, I know you mentioned as far as putting some videos on YouTube. So what about the 
So what about those who prefer listening like on a podcast setting versus, you know, you know, going to YouTube? Do you have any podcasts that you listen to that might help them with business or the economic aspect? Um, yeah, notaries on sale. <laughs> well, beside us. I actually, <laughs> honestly, I, outside of our podcast, I don't listen to any other podcast. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just don't. And see, I don't know. I think because I tend to like seeing a person talk mm-hmm. versus hearing them talk. Now, I can listen to an audio book. Yeah. But sometimes I like to see the person because then I can get a, a feel from their facial expressions and things of that nature because the face don't lie. Yeah, the face don't. You know, <laughs> the voice, you know and everything. So, I, I, I mean... But I never have taken time out to really listen to people on the on on the podcast for as their financial whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that there there aren't any legit ones out there. I just haven't taken time out to do it. Okay, okay, I got but you. I will say this: you can at least you can still turn on. Go to one of those videos I put out there on YouTube on the community tab mm-hmm. and then close your eyes. It'll be just <laughs> like listening to a podcast. Oh, there you have it. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Oh, man. Turn your phone, lay the phone flat while you're driving in the car. That's just it. like being on a podcast. Nah, makes sense. <laughs> Nah, that's perfect. That's perfect. Nah, I think, yeah, I think that's it, man. You know, you know, we really appreciate it. Yeah, I think, um, yeah. Hey, we had a head of down for you tonight. You know, we appreciate you guys. And I think that's it. You got anything else you want to say to the people? Oh, man, everything else is good. Just go out there and do what you got to do. And um, just know that all three of us are here to help y'all be successful in this business and just reach out to us and we'll do what we can to help take care of you. All right, that's it. And with that being said, folks, hope you guys have a great week. Hope you guys stay safe. And also remember, it's not about being, it's not about perfection. It's about taking consistent action on a regular basis. That's what's gonna lead you to your success. Hope you guys have a good one. All right, peace. Here we go. Take the game over. We soldiers, Rip Matherin and Q the podcast. You can't hold us. Y'all heard the word, y'all heard the word. Rip Matherin and Q, yeah, we on a verse. So diverse with no rehearse. That's how we work. Authentic when we give it. If we said it, then we meant it. Not to be confused with other people's views. They get it how they get it, and we get it how we do. Look, homie, this is a whole different game. We got a whole different name. We in a whole different lane. Yeah. We know the reason's unsealed. This my everyday life. We know the reason's unsealed. Every day I hustle out here living it right. We know the reason's unsealed. Put the stamp down and step in front of the mic. Took the game over, we home now. We soldiers. Rip, Matherin, and Q the podcast, you can't hold us. We know the reason's unsealed. Life.